I want to discuss a sugya that's nageya to this week's parsha, which is also nageya to today's yotzeit. There is a very chosh of a yotzeit of the Eiliger of Yisrael Salanta. Yisrael Salanta, we've mentioned him many times before, was the uh, started the Muslim movement, and uh, because of him, we learned Musa, which is interesting, by the way, because what does that mean? Before Yisrael Salanta came along, they didn't learn Musa. So one of the answers that are given is that um, Avada they learnt Musa, but the way they learnt Musa was through the Gemara. And as they were able, and I, I try to do this every so often in the Daf Yemishir when I do it, and I find it, I try to stick in a little bit of Musa when I can. You know, sometimes it's pickleball, sometimes it's not, whatever I can if I have time. Because it shows that you could just learn a Gemara, just learn a Daf, and there's, there's Musa, there's life lessons that you, know, that you could learn from and you could change from. So obviously before Bishol Santa came along, there, were, there was many abilities to learn Musa. And obviously there was Sifri Musa, because they were showing him that Musa Sifrim, already from way before Bishol Salanta came along. However, however, what Bishol Salanta decided to do, and he instituted, which became famous, Adayoy Mazen, it's used. And that is the, uh, the official learning of Musa. Musa Seydim Yeshiva, Musa, whatever it is, there's an official time that we learn Musa. Like learning Musa is an actual limud. It's not something like Agav, when you learn Gemara, you learn Musa. No, forget, you learn Musa. So the Salanta was the founder of the Musa movement. And often, you know, you can judge a person by his actions himself. In other words, you can see very much a person by what he does and his own unhoggers. And I think this week's parish gives us a very, very open demonstration to Abishol Salanta's own life, his own hanhogas, the way he behaved, and how he lived that which he taught. And I think there's a very big contrast to, for example, you know, there are many stories about this, of big professors of ethics in universities that are doing very unethical behavior. No. And when they ask them about it, you know, they're like, you know, what's, what's it going to do with me? And I'm, I'm just teaching the subject. Just because I teach it means I have to do it, Right. Right, a doctor who smokes, you know, I'm just uh, theoretical stuff. But the truth is, when it comes to Yiddishkeit, when it comes to Gedolim, when it comes to Tzadikim, they didn't just preach, they didn't just teach. They lived it. They lived it. And I think I wanted to give you two examples, two stories about Rebbe Sol Salanta, who, about, based on this week's parasha, which I think coincides with the Yodzai being very, very beautiful. Listen to this. Now we know that in this week's parasha, is some of the Ikka Limudim of Halacha of many, many things, including much of Chosha Mishpa, and including many Midas Tovis, and also including many of the Yeshivish and that many of us may have learned, Bab Metziah, Bab Akama. Much of that is in this week's parasha. There's a tremendous amount of Dinim Halachas in this week's parasha. I want to mention one of them. It happens to be Halacha, which is Negea um, to us. It's Negea to us in Yeshiva personally, okay, every single day. And you'll see what I mean right now. The Pasuk says, okay, in Perek Chav Beis, Parashash Mishpatim Rabbi Sai, Parashash Mishpatim Perek Chav Beis, Pasuk Chav Aleph. Okay, listen to this. Ali, are you with me? Gavaldik, thank you so much. Look what it says. Kol Almona V'yosem Loisa'anun. An Almona. Or Yosem should not be oppressed. Okay, that means this is the prohibition. This is the Issa for a person insulting, embarrassing, driving crazy, whatever it may be, oppressing an Almana, person that unfortunately lost a husband, 
or a yosem, a person that lost a parent. Now we know, Chazal tell us in the Gemara and Bab Metziah, that these are people that are naturally more sensitive more than others, which means the Torah wants to give us an extra precaution. The Rabbani Shalaylam also takes care of these people more than regular people. Right? And Alman and Yosem literally have the Rabbani Shalom holding their hand. And therefore, we have to be extra careful. And I want to give you two stories about Rabbi Shalom Salanta that demonstrate this Yisait. Okay? The first is like this. The first is, we know, Kiyadua has to be understood that Rabbi Shalom Salanta was very meticulous in every mitzvah. He was very careful in every mitzvah that he did to make sure that it was mahadrin men and mahadrin, to make sure it was done in the correct way, in the right manner, everything. So you can imagine when it came to baking matzahs, baking matzahs was, a, a, was an avoider to make sure there's no chomets there, to make sure it was done within 18 minutes, to make sure all the precautions, halachas and chomets are always kept. So one year, for whatever reason, Rabbi Sol Salanta himself was not able to be present by the time of the baking matzahs. Whatever he couldn't be, the normally he's there to watch it, to make sure, to give his chumras, to give his guidance, to give his instructions. He wasn't able one year to be there. Okay, so, so the Talmidim came to him and said, Rebbe, we're very scared because the Rebbe's not going to be with us to make sure we're doing things in the right way and the Rebbe's going to eat from these matzahs. Could you give us a little bit of instructions beforehand before we start? What do you do? What are you careful of? How do you do things? So that when we start the procedure, we start the production... We'll know exactly how you like it. We'll do it by Ezra Hashem the way that you like it. So Bishol Salanta thought for a moment and he looked very serious. And he says, okay, there was one particular thing I need you to have in mind. I need you to make sure and be careful of. So the Talmudim were like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Whatever the Rebbe says, no problem. And they were thinking it was going to be some kavonas of Arizal at the time of rolling the dough. Or maybe, you know, they couldn't imagine what the Rebbe was going to tell them that he normally does and has in mind. And what's it going to be? These are the Heilige Matzvahs. The, 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 the Zoya calls this the, 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 uh, the food of Amuna. This is unbelievable. Eli, yeah? So um, they waited in anticipation. They were excited to hear what the Rebbe had to say. And, are you with me? Beautiful. And he said the following. He said the following. Listen to what he said. It's a very important lesson. Rabbi say, lesson for us. He said, there's a widow who works in the bakery. And she is the one in charge of kneading the dough. Right? And kneading the dough can take time. It's a, you know, especially over a whole day of doing it. It's very hard. Your arms get very tired and anything. Rabbi Saul said, be careful not to rush her while she's doing the dough, even though time is of the essence, every moment when you're making matzahs is so crucial, because it's a procedure, it's a process that can take longer than 18 minutes, boom, it's chomets, and it's very expensive, right? Everything's expensive, the flour's expensive, the, product, you know, the whole rent, everything's expensive. He said, don't rush her, even if she takes time, and every moment is pressure, don't rush her, because she's an almana, and there's an Issa in this week's parsha, parsha Bishpatim, not to oppress an almana. And he said that people sometimes are machme when it comes to Pesach, but they don't think about somebody else's cheshbon. And that's a very, very big issue. I'll give you another example. In other words, you want to be machme, matzahs, every minute, whatever. There's an almana there that's going to be upset and anguished because you're going to rush her and say, oh, get on, move on. We're not going to do matzahs on time. And she's going to get all nervous, she's going to be upset, she's going to get embarrassed, whatever it is. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. He's not saying it can be longer than 80 minutes and eat chomets, chas for shalom. But what he's saying is, be very careful. Be careful to do something that could be a mitzvah not to step on somebody else's toes. 
I'll give you one other, one other example. We'll end with that. Listen to this. Rabbi Shal Salanta used to travel sometimes. But time, from time to time, he used to travel. Yeah? Baf. Full. Yeah? Everyone's with you? Okay. So, um, listen, you're going to like this one. Zevi, you're going to like this one. Listen to this. It's well, Zev, you with me? Listen to this. This is beautiful. Okay? Rabbi Shal Salanta had an avoid on Shabbos Kodesh. Shabbos was the highlight of his week. It should be the week, highlight of our week. It is Baruch Hashem, the highlight of our week. Eli, just make sure. Hold on. <laughs> it, 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 Shabbos is beautiful. Shabbos is beautiful. And Rabbi Saul Salanta, Mamish used to take the avodah of Shabbos very seriously. There was a time during the year that he used to travel. And when he would travel, he had to stay by people's houses. He couldn't always stay by his own house. He had to stay by people's houses. Fine. One of his Talmidim, one of his big Hasidim, one of his big followers were very excited he's coming to town. And as soon as he arrived, he wanted to invite him for Shabbos. Okay? So he runs over to Rebishol and says, Rebbe, I want to tell you something. In our house, already from Sunday, we're preparing for Shabbos Kodesh. We're making sure the cow is shechted and salted according to the halacha. And we're making sure that every preparation, right, everything is silver, is sparkled. And we have zemiris on Shabbos that last for hours. And our kavanas and everything we do on Shabbos is mayotik and it goes till late at night. Our Shabbos Suda is an amazing Shabbos Suda. Would the Rebbe please grace us with his presence in our house for Shabbos Kodesh this week? So we saw, thought about it. And he said, I would be honored to be your guest this Shabbos. I just have one request. So what's the request? So the request is, I want to run the meal. I want to be in charge of how quick, how slow, Zemiris, Devetera, like I want, to, I want to run the schedule. Rebbe, the floor is yours. You'll sit at the top table, the family will be there, whatever you say, that's what we're going to do. And he was looking forward to the most inspirational Shabbos with the Heidegger of Sol Salanta, who was known to have an avoider of Shabbos of singing and the Dvekas to the Rabbinish Loilam and Zemiris and Shabbos Kodesh Devetera and unbelievable. And he was so excited to look forward to this until the Shabbos meal came. And he got home and they were about to start, sh- you know, Shalom. They're about to start, right? And he says, no, 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 no. We're going straight to Kiddush. Huh? Maybe Aisha Schail, my wife, you know? No, 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 Aisha Schail. Straight to Kiddush. Huh? Off he goes. Yaim Ashishi. Right? Makes Kiddush. Boom. They sit down. So he said, no, no, we have to wash. Okay, fine, that's because you're going to have a hefzuk within Kiddush and washing, let me understand. They go to wash, sit down in challah, everyone's excited. Ah, okay, fine, we've had Kiddush, we've washed, we've had a challah, we've got our dips, we've got our hummus, we've got the onion dip, the olive dip, the whole month, the makbucha, everything's going over there. Everyone can already taste this, the mark of Shabbos Kiddush, they're already coming into your mouth, you're, you're, you're starting to water, mm, Shabbos Kiddush. Ah. They're excited, the divitorial, let's, let's hear, Rebbe, are you going to maybe say a few words about, no, 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 I want, I want the fish, please. Oh, okay, fine, can we have the fish, please? Sipping in the fish. So I figure maybe because Shabbos Kodesh she wants to be makbit like to eat something already you're only hungry so have fish the challah whatever fine ask the fish no let's sing about Abisla you know call my right or that one or the other tune whatever one you want to do or you want to do you know whatever I don't know whatever no no can I have the chicken soup please huh okay fine you know what is this like a yeshiva meal it's just uh, you're bringing the chicken soup you know they're bringing the chicken soup everyone's relaxing okay maybe after maybe it was maybe posh you know Okay, at least after the soup, I have a bit of a break, you know, effort. Can I have the main course, please? You like the sound of this, right? Can I have the main course, please? That's the main course. And the host is getting really upset. I mean, he's been waiting. He himself has an avoider. He heard that Rabbi Shal Salanta has an avoider. What type of meal is this? A bizzle, a divay, a zmiris, something. 
after the main course, we Salat says, okay, we can sing, you know, a small little, you know, Menuch Vesemcha. That's the small one. And we'll do that one. And, and off we go. So they sing it, but it was like very quick. And, and um, she said, Rebbe, so let's have a, you know, we'll speak now. Now everyone's eaten, everyone's satisfied, it's good. Can I have the dessert, please? Whoa. Okay, in comes the dessert. And then, I'm benching. Whoa, that was a record meal. Off he goes, he benches. Afterwards, he said, Rebbe, could you, could you, what's Pshat? He said, come with me. They go to the kitchen, right? Now, in the kitchen, is a very wealthy guy, big house. They've got maids over there. They've got people working in the kitchen. He opens up the kitchen, and he says, I want to thank, you know, the cook and the, everyone here for making such a beautiful, delicious meal for Shabbos Kodesh. It was amazing. So the, the woman in charge, the cook, said, Rabbi, I want to thank you from the depths of my heart. You did something this week that I've never experienced before. Normally the Shabbos meal goes on for hours and hours and hours. I'm an almana. My husband died. I have kids who are waiting for me at home. They're Yusoyimim. And they're waiting for me to come home because I want to eat the Suda together. So they wait for me. It comes 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. They get tired, but eventually they wait for me. And I have the Suda there. We have a rush meal. So now it's 10 o'clock at night. I can go home. I can enjoy the Suda with them. I want to thank you so much. Shosalanta turned to this guy and said, Beautiful, you're having a Gvaldiga Suda, Zmiris, Divay Torah. Beautiful. On somebody else's Cheshman, it's not worth it. Rabbi Salanta understood that yes, sometimes there's an Indian to be Machmeh and to be meticulous in mitzvah observance 100%, but not on Yenem's Cheshman. Not, not on Amon, not on Yosem, not on your friend, not on your roommate, not on anyone's Cheshman. And that is a Yusoid of sensitivity to somebody else on the highest level. We're learning in Sheh, but Adam Nechavere. So we didn't start the new sukkah today, but the idea I think is more powerful right now than anything else. Just to think about somebody else, to have in mind somebody else, even when you're doing a mitzvah, even when you're busy serving the rabbi shalaylam. That's not what the rabbi wants you to bash everybody else to get to him. No, you've got to learn to think about other people, and that is what Hashem wants from you. And Rabbi Sal Salanta, the founder of the Muslim movement, was no different. He was an example of this in the highest level, and we should learn from him. Not only on his yacht site, but all the whole, our whole lifetime. We should learn from him, from this week's parasha. And uh, when we start learning to think about other people, then that is the greatest nachas that we can give the Rabbi Nishalolam.